you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth on wednesdays at 4 p.m eastern time i go live on facebook to share my design tips to answer your questions to talk about what's going on in my world. Well, I not only share it on Facebook, now I'm going to be sharing it on my podcast. So today you will be hearing a recording of my most recent Facebook Live. Enjoy. Hello, happy, happy Wednesday. I am the poster child for jet lag today. I was in California yesterday and you'd think three hours would be nothing. You would think three hours I mean, that's just a short nap. What kind of jet lag could you possibly have? Well, today I feel like I drank a case of wine yesterday. I had no alcohol yesterday, and yet the jet lag is so bad that I feel hungover. Is that a thing? Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I'm muddling through, but it's great to be back. Palm Springs was interesting. I expected that it would be like this mid-century modern mecca and I would get so much inspiration and I had a lot of fun but it was freezing and we were there for a wedding so I didn't get to see as many homes as I would like. I had these grandiose ideas that I would go to all these open houses for mid-century modern homes and just immerse myself in this desert 1950s vibe and instead I spent almost all my time at the resorts or peeking in the windows of shops that were closed. So there we go. Uh, But that's why I'm saying it's good to be back. I'm diving headlong into not only my design work, but also your design questions. And while I've been away, some delicious questions have rolled in. So of course, as always, send them to me live right here, right now. I'm happy to answer them on the spot, or I will reach in to the mailbag and see what's come in this week. All right, so let's kick it off with one of those questions. And my first question is from Kristen, and she writes, Betsy, thank you so much for answering my question so quickly on Facebook Live and in today's podcast. Your guidance is so very helpful. I really appreciate it. Since you're at the bottom of the mailbag, I'm curious for your thoughts on sectional couches. Do you have any rules about those? We have this teeny tiny but handsome Pottery Barn couch in our current house. So I want the new couch in our new house to be big enough for all five of us, two adults, two kids, and a dog, to lounge on and enjoy together. 
The new family room will be about 19 feet by 19 feet. There's a stacked stone fireplace, a TV mounted above it. I know how you feel about that. Cedar beams on the ceiling, and the windows look out to a covered porch. Let me know what you think. Thanks, Kristen. Well, Kristen, let me tell you something. I think a sectional is a family game changer. If, if I were in politics, well, I might mandate that everyone have a sectional sofa who has a family and loves to snuggle and watch TV and be together without lounging on top of each other or having to sit in different chairs. I just think it's that important, which is perhaps why no one would vote for me. Um, now, that being said, I love a good sectional. I own a good sectional. My problem with sectionals is they tend to look and feel so bulky. And if they don't look and feel bulky, if they have adorable legs and are super streamlined, well then, they're not that comfortable. It's very hard to find that mix. And when you do find that mix, when you find that perfect sectional that doesn't feel so overwhelmingly large and has some aesthetic beauty to it, well, it's just too darn expensive. So I find that that is a really hard merge, right? Comfort meets a decent price point meets an attractive look. And I still, let me just admit to this freely, have not mastered that. So I initially got a sectional from West Elm that had that dainty look that I loved, and I thought the comfort was so-so. Well, the sectional got recalled, and my husband was doing the happy dance because he did not like this streamlined look. He wanted a couch that he could just flop down on at the end of the day. So I went to the other extreme, And I went to Macy's and I went to Macy's to get their Radley sectional because it has amazing reviews. I've used it a zillion times for my clients. I'm fine with the look, but I just want something. In fact, I need something a little more designerly. When people come into my home, they have an expectation that my sectional is going to be very attractive. And unfortunately, with the Radley, It's very comfortable, but it's not the cutest thing in the room. So I would be evaluating something like Joybird or there's even these new companies like STEM that will allow you to order by the inch, which I think is so interesting and really exciting, but I just hate that you can't try it in advance. You have to order it and the price points are high and commit to that without ever sitting on it. So anyway, mixed bag. But for you, since you already have a Pottery Barn couch and those do tend to be chunkier, I think you should go for that sectional. There are great sectionals at Macy's. I mentioned the Radley. You can also check out IKEA's Ektorp sectional line, which has great quality, um, several different sizes, even though it has a rolled arm, so it is a more traditional look. So that's something to, to take a look at as well. But Kristen, I think you should go for that sectional. I think any family who wants to be together but not on top of each other should have a sectional. And as long as you can find one that matches the perfect size for your room, your price point, and your aesthetic, well, you're golden. And I'm still on the hunt. Let's just keep it real. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. 
Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com classes to get your bundle or your online class today. All right, so my next question has come from, hold on, I've got to scroll to the bottom to see who it's from. It's from Rachel. Okay, Rachel. You have a two-part question. You write, My husband and I are in the process of purchasing a beautiful Lakeview house that we just love. However, it's quite different than we thought we would buy. The colors and the materials are throwing me for a loop. Here is my two-part question. The open concept kitchen has wood cabinets, and the current homeowner installed a darker wood finish window trim and blinds to match the dark wood ceiling beams in the space. However, as you can see from the pictures, the rest of the window trim in the adjoining spaces is white and there is so much of it. Having white trim on the kitchen windows would be more consistent. But um, what should I do? Is there a backsplash that could tie everything together? So you sent me these pictures and what I'm hearing is the real issue is that you've got these espresso colored beams. You've got this kind of mid-tone wood cabinetry that shows a lot of wood grain and then you've got all this trim in the space that is stark white except for the kitchen which is an open concept to the living room and that is wood trim so the first thing i can say definitively is that you must paint all the trim the consistent white color because we've already got two wood tones going on here and it looks so incongruous with the rest of the room. I really dislike it when some people treat trim in part of the room or the home, excuse me, different than they would treat it in the rest of the home. And in this case, it's in one room differently treated trim. We've got to remedy that right away. So paint the trim around the windows. That's step one. Step two that we have to grapple with, and I'm not sure it's really bothering me as much as it's bothering you, is that we've got these espresso colored beams, these other espresso colored touches with the furniture, and yet the cabinetry, which is in this open concept room, is this much more rustic um, wood grain showing mid-tone. There's a couple options here. You could paint it, but when you paint wood that's this dark, uh, first of all, you'd want to hire a professional painter because you want the quality to turn out really well, and uh, you don't want to be DIYing that. The second thing is that sometimes that wood tone can start to bleed through, so you're going to need a really high-quality paint, and the problem with painting them a color like white is that it will tend to yellow over time, especially if it gets a lot of light, and I can see from these pictures that your room is flooded with light from those windows that have all that white trim. My inclination for you would just be to not let it bother you 
and to instead focus on decorating the other elements in the room. In fact, maybe you just reduce some of the espresso, which is no longer really in anymore, and um, instead replace some of that espresso furniture with this mid-tone wood furniture. Uh, or you could paint the cabinets like a light gray or even like a nice taupe that would go so nicely with these countertops that have this kind of veining that's both kind of caramely but also gray and beigey. Uh, I think that that could be a really nice direction to go and then you wouldn't have to worry about it turning yellow or showing those wood knots over time. That would be my inclination, Rachel. I hope that helped with your first dilemma. Your second dilemma is, Betsy, I'd love to hire your firm to help me design the adjoining living space, but I feel like my previous inspiration photos are not in sync with this house. Do you have suggestions for search words I should use? Well, I'm only seeing little bits of this house, Rachel, I must admit. And when designing a space, I of course think that the architecture of the space, especially when it's this dominant, when you have these dark wood beams on the ceiling, when you have these ornate ironwork light fixtures, when you have um, a stairway that has a lot of ironwork and deep wood, well, your architecture has a lot of personality and you can't completely negate that just like you can't with these more rustic wood type cabinets. You need to find a way to compromise or change these things, rip them out, paint them, etc. So I think that this space is a little bit more rustic, is a little bit more Tuscan, is a little bit more um, transitional, even traditional. So these could be words that you could add on to your feeling word. So, you know, when I'm making a design style, sometimes how I like to think of it is a two-word phrase. And one of those words is the style of the space. And as I just mentioned, you can make that rustic or Tuscan or traditional or transitional or even country and have it fit nicely with the architecture. But the second word is how you want to feel in the space. And that can be the word that spins it in the way that you were hoping for with your previous style words. So think about that. Maybe you want to make it fun or contemporary or trendy Tuscan or I don't know but there's all these words that you could spin it because I don't know what your previous inspiration was but just really digging um, personally and figuring out how you can blend it's like compromising with a partner how you can compromise with this partner to come up with that perfect look you're hoping for because this partner has a lot of personality I'll tell you what all right, so I have one live question before I hop off in one minute to talk to the Scarsdale Inquirer. Kara writes, hi, Kara. What are the rules for mixing warm and cool colors in a space? Okay, so I really love to mix warm and cool colors in a space because I think if you do too many cool colors, all greens, blues, and grays, well, then that feels a little bit thematic or not balanced. But if you do too many warm colors, all reds, oranges, and yellows, that can feel overly sunny, too warm. I think the most interesting color palette has a mix of both. And you know for my color palettes, I do three colors in that 60-30-10 ratio. So in your situation, what I would recommend is mixing. Too warm, one cool, or too cool, one warm. Guys, it has been such a pleasure talking to you again. I will catch you next week, and hopefully I'll be more alert, awake, and uh, less jet-lagged. Bye. 
you've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Katherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.